For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Chiefs halfback Brad Webber joins us now on SNZ Mornings. Hey, mate, thanks for taking the time to chat with us. No, no worries, Logan. Hey, uh, how's the neck been feeling since you've been back out on the park? That's sweet, yeah. I was um, a little bit nervous if it would happen again, but um seems that the the injections that I got in have done the trick, so I haven't had any issues with them since, so pretty happy about that. Yeah, I was reading about that. It sounds pretty gnarly, some of those needles that you were getting, but you know, you're not one to shy away from a bit of contact and uh, run the ball. Has, <laughs> that, has that neck injury kind of changed the way that you approach the game now? Um, no, nah, not really. Once I get out there, you kind of forget all that all that sort of stuff. You just get straight into um, into rugby mode. So, yeah, I, I don't mind mixing them in with the big boys and trying to put a, put a shot on every now and then. I know I get bumped off probably half the time, but... Um, <laughs> Well, I enjoy that side of ga- side of the game. So if I wasn't in- if I was going in a bit half hearted, then I'd probably I'd probably stop playing. To be honest, yeah, that's fair. While uh, you were recovering, you know, the Chiefs had uh, Cortez Ratama and Xavier Rowe running out there in your absence. How do you think the two young halfbacks went? Yeah, they're. I, I think both of them have huge futures and at, at our club. I think, um, mate, they they could both be All Blacks here if if they uh, if if they want to be. So put their minds to it. So yeah, look the. Both um, obviously very young, um, still sort of gathering a bit of that experience, and um, I think in the future, they, once they round out their games, they're going to be special, special halfbacks. So it's, it's pretty cool to see those guys coming through um, and nipping at my heels a little bit, keeping me a bit honest, which is which is great. But you know, they did they, they did a great job in my absence, and um, really excited to to see where they go in the, in a few years. Do you sort of provide, I guess, a bit of a mentor role in that capacity then within? Um, yeah, if, if if they um, if they want if they want it, I guess like you know I'm not <laughs> I don't want to try and force um, things down their throat. Like I want them to grow at, at their pace, and they'll come and ask questions, and we'll we'll discuss things um, where we see fit. But I mean, especially Cortez, he's probably a little bit of a different player to me, but more combative, um, but more like Tawera Kubalo, but um, certainly around game management stuff. Um, I'll certainly try and help help him out there. Because he's yeah, you know, he's twenty twenty one years old, so he's still got a bit of work to do and that sort of stuff. But his raw talent and ability is as is, 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 is good as I've, I've seen. Um, and then Xavier, he's a bit more like me. We we bounce a lot of ideas off each other, and um, he's he's a pretty level headed uh, guy for a, such a such a young halfback. So um, yeah, he, he's pretty sharp in terms of game management already. Speaking of, uh, you know, you mentioned them being potential future All Blacks. The, I mean, the halfback stocks around the country at the moment, they've been causing a lot of debate here around the uh, SCNZ office about who could be picked just for this season alone. Do you think the number seven jersey is in good hands there following the likes of, you know, yourself, TJ and uh, Aaron Smith in the future? Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I've, I've had a, a lot to do with uh, pretty much all the halfbacks that are, that are coming through at the moment. So I've seen them firsthand. Uh, how, how they've developed, and um, yeah, look, no, it's no secret that um, you know we we can't be around forever, and um, I definitely think that the you know the young guys coming through are, are right up there, and um, you know I was looking there for a while, like they're you know outside of um, the top three, they might not have not be much below it, but but nowadays, like the last year, two years, guys have really 
stood up and put their hands up and put a lot of competition on on everyone else. So it's great. I think it's uh, yeah that we've finally sort of found the next next uh, next crop. So post um, the World Cup next year, I think we'll be in very good hands. What about for yourself? Uh, you know, with the potential All Black selection coming around the corner, do you think about that with Ireland uh, around the corner? Uh, nah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't um, expend any extra any extra energy on that whatsoever. Now I sort of learned my lesson a few years ago when I was probably probably by this time of the year I'd sort of um, you know worry too much about what the All Black selectors are thinking. You know how I'm playing. And I would, by the back end of um, the seasons from like 2016 to sort of 2018, I'd just start dropping off and playing like crap. So, um, you know, t- from 2019 onwards, I just sort of had the mindset there like, look, whatever, they're going to select the team that they think's best. And I can't do anything about that. I can't do anything about how other guys are playing. So what's the point in putting any extra energy um, towards that sort of stuff? I'll just worry about me and worry about getting um, my Chiefs team um, prepared as best as possible and myself um, prepared as best as possible and that sort of stuff can take care of itself so yeah you won't you won't see me buying into, into any of that <laughs> 100% hey uh, we saw some pretty incredible scenes there uh, in La Toco with uh, you know the Chiefs running out against the Drua last weekend how was that experience for you? Oh it was <laughs> it was incredibly tough mate I won't lie it was um like going from Hamilton where it was sort of five degrees and then getting to La, uh, to Nandi and La Toka where it was like 28 degrees and high humidity, it was just a tough, tough challenge to try and get used to. And that first half, like I never sort of felt as gassed as that. And probably since the last time we were in Fiji in, in 2019 when we played the Crusaders, that was bloody tough as well. So, um, But I def- certainly had different uh, experience playing against the Fijians in Fiji. Like, um, we've taken a couple of home games there in the past and, you know, usually we've got the crowd behind us, but this time they were sc- uh, screaming for, for the other teams. That was definitely a bit of a change-up and you could see, like, what they can do with a bit of momentum and a, um, a bit of encouragement. They're a tough team to stop and I just can't believe, like, their skill set and that sort of condition. Like, the ball, I, I'm not sure if you can tell on TV, but the ball was seriously slippery because it was just, everybody was just so sweaty. So you just, as soon as someone would carry the ball, it would just be full of sweat. And tough to pass and catch, but they were like throwing outrageous off one-handed offloads and catching with one hand. And all of a sudden, they go, "How the hell are these guys doing this?" So um, certainly entertaining, and but just yeah, incredibly relieved that we we got away with that one. Yeah, I mean, entertaining to watch back home. Trust me. Uh, would you like to see the Drua host more games in Fiji next season? Um, I'd like them to host um, yeah every game in Fiji except for the one against us. If they could just have that somewhere else, that would be great. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I think I think it's a no brainer to have have it there. I think they, you'd see the um, the support they get is just you know it was sold out and they were all there an hour and a half before kickoff. Like you just don't get that in New Zealand or Australia. Like it's just a different different experience, and I think it justified their inclusion in, in the competition the way they played there against both us and the Highlanders like um, they pushed the Highlanders there as well so um, yeah I'd tell you like that's just their first year and they're already sort of you know pushing us teams like that they're going to be a pretty tough place uh, tough place to go and play especially for New Zealand teams going from the cold to, to the heat like that yeah, I mean, um, speaking of that, you know, the inaugural campaigns have concluded now, both uh, Drua and uh, Moana Pacifica. What do you think their their inclusion has brought to Super Rugby? Definitely brought a new flavour, and I think, like, especially the 
Um, it would have been great to see more games in Fiji for the draw. Like you sort of feel them playing in the Gold Coast or wherever they were playing, just you know, they didn't have as much um, crowd there. Um, you know, who knows how good they could have gone if half their home games were in, or all their home games were in Fiji. You know, and then obviously Moana being able to tip up with both the Hurricanes and the Brumbies um, with, uh, with their style of rugby was was, was pretty cool. So. Oh, I, I think both their inclusions have been incredibly justified. Uh, Chiefs squeaked by 35-30 against the draw. I mean, and, you know, the sides had a few other close games against the likes of, you know, the Rebels and the Reds. Is there anything that you can put, like, your finger on as to why the Chiefs haven't been able to close out some of those games more convincingly? Oh, jeez, look, I tell you what, um, if, if I did know the answer, Lose, I'd to be honest, I probably wouldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd keep that on close to my chest because we'd hopefully um, turn that around this week against the Waratahs. But yeah, it's certainly an, an area that we've been trying to figure out um, what's been sort of uh, going on there. And um, we're we're working away here at, at Chiefs HQ to, to make sure that we put a full 80-minute performance together. Because if we do, well, I, I, we wholeheartedly believe that we can win this competition um, and so, you know, that's the thing. Like, yeah, we haven't played to our potential, particularly in the last couple of months, yet we finished third. So, like, it's pretty good prospect for us if we can turn it on at the right time of the year um, that we could go the whole way. So we wholeheartedly believe that. Nice. Now, you got a couple of class number 10s there at the Chiefs with uh, Josh Ioane and Bryn Gatlin. You know, they both both play that position differently. So, for you, what's it like having them on your outside? No, it's great. Both of them, um, both of them are a pleasure to, you know, feed the seed to. And, um, like, Joshy's probably, you know, he's obviously a bit more, um, got a bit more speed in, in around his attacking threat. But, and Brenner definitely is like a, uh, really good game driver and, and um, implementer of, of, of a game plan. So um, they both bring their different strengths um, to, to the first five role. And look, I've enjoyed working with both of them. Um, Joshy's obviously had a bit of a stop-start um, campaign, bit of injury, and then um, going down with a bit of sickness as well, um, which has obviously given Brenner a fair bit of run uh, in the 10 jersey. So it, it, it's, it's great to have two quality options and I mean, even if you're sort of looking forward to to next year, adding Damien to the mix as well, um, we're pretty pretty blessed in the, the first five department. Uh, about looking at number eight, you know, Peter Gus Sobakuli, he's been awesome to watch this season as he uh, eats up those metres. <laughs> How much pressure does he take off you with that kind of ball running and that go-forward that he generates? Oh, mate, he's, um, yeah, he's fantastic. He's, he's already put me away and, and into a couple of holes already off the back of the scrum. So I'm, I'm pretty pretty grateful to have big pips uh, on my side. I would certainly not like to have to tackle him. I feel sorry for – well, I don't, but, you know, the the opposition, it must be tough for them having to tackle such a big, powerful guy. And, um, no, look, he's been great. He's he's, so, he's been obviously with us for a few years and has never quite found the consistency in, in performance until this year. He's just really – um, applied himself and um, he's finally sort of getting the rewards for the hard work he's been putting in the last few years and incredibly liked um, and popular uh, man in amongst our group. So we're all pretty pumped um, to see how his form's going and uh, hopefully he can keep that up in the next three weeks. 
Now, uh, this Saturday, you're facing the Waratahs on your turf, uh, FMG Stadium uh, in the quarters. How crucial is it having that home crowd support in a win or go home situation like that? Oh, mate, it's huge. I think like we could we could tell uh, on on the weekend just how much a, a home you know some home support can can lift a team with the draw. So, um, and that for us is you know hearing the cowbells ringing at, at Waikato Stadium, it's uh, it's pretty uplifting, especially if the game's close and um, we're attacking a, an opposition line. You can you can certainly hear them, and it gives you uh, a little bit more a bit more gas that you didn't think you had. So we're we're going to need them this weekend. Good Boratars side and. Um, yeah, looking forward to getting back to being back on. Uh, last time you faced them, uh, you you were out. You went playing in that game. It was a bit of a blowout, fifty-one twenty-seven. What are you expecting from the Tars this time around? What's kind of been the focus this week for you guys? Well, that, like I know that that game was a little bit of a uh, blowout on the scoreline, but it was actually a lot closer than um, than that probably suggests. They had a, a couple of guys in the bin at one stage, which we which we took advantage of and. Um, they came roaring back. I think it was quite close up until the last ten minutes when we might have scored a couple of tries. But um, yeah, look, they're they're, they're, they're pretty, pretty sharp. They're loose forward trio, are obviously um, really talented. Got um, with Michael Hooper there, and um, Charlie Gamble's been a bit of a menace at the breakdown, and mm. it's been a bit of an Achilles heel at times, is um, being able to get those good pilferers off uh, out of our ruck. So we have to make sure of that because defensively they are actually pretty sharp. Um, across the, the, the statistics, and we're going to have to, uh, we've got a pretty good attack. So um, as long as we can get rid of uh, Michael Hooper and Charlie Gamble and the likes, then I, I think we I hope we'll have a good day. Uh, a couple more quick ones from me, Brad. I wouldn't be a good producer to Smithy if I didn't ask at least one Magpies question. Uh, how are you liking your chances <laughs> of uh, Hawks Bay defending the Ranfilly Shield this year? Oh, mate, I just lock it in. I might as well lock it in the cabinet right, right now. And and give us the the mother give us the championship trophy as well, premiership trophy. We're a good side. Look, a lot of those guys from last year are back. Another year, another year older, another year wiser. Um, and we'll be certainly hurting after losing that semi final. So I think I think Hawks Bay's chances are pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I can picture Smithy right now with his fist up in the air, just everything you're saying, man. Uh, music to his ears. Now, away from the footy, you're a bit of a basketball fan yourself. NBA Finals get underway uh, Friday, New Zealand time. Who's your pick out of uh, Boston and Golden State to win it? Ooh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting finals, I reckon. Um, I feel like everybody's sort of saying that the Warriors will win, but I, I'm gonna pick Boston. I just think. I think uh, the Warriors might struggle defensively against uh, the length of, of Boston. So, yeah, and Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, up against Steph, that'll be a bloody good matchup. So I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, look, I'm a mad uh, Atlanta Hawks fan, so I'm not really too worried uh, or has a, has a, um, you know, I'm not too worried about who wins per se, but I, I, I think Boston will do it. How about you? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, mate, I I got to go Celtics as well, kind of against the underdog. I mean, Golden State, have, you know, they've mm. had their time, right? They've had their time. Yeah, exactly. Passing of the guard, Tatum Brown, be nice. Yeah, hundred percent. Hey, Brad, I'd, I'd like I'd like to see I'd like to see Al Horford win one too. Actually, he's he was at the Hawks for a long time. He's one of my favorite players while he was there. So it'd be good to see the old Batleg get one. Nice. Hey, Brad, thanks so much for your time, man. Talking to us on uh, SCNZ mornings. Go well for the quarters. Well, good. Thanks, guys. Cheers, man. Thanks, mate. All the best.
Sweet as bro. Take it easy, yeah. See you later. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.